Hello, and welcome to episode 15. I'm your host, Sarah Chappé. And I'm your other host, Jake Cooley. The Relatively Relatable podcast is a weekly podcast about life, trends, and advice from two people who have no business giving it. Relatively Relatable is brought to you by a blank slate link. And to find out more, head to our Instagram page at Relatively Relatable Pod. So, Jake? Yes. It's 2020. I guess, yeah, it is. When this episode comes out, it will be 2020. (laughs) Crazy. We will will have ended the decade of the teens and entered into the 20s. The 20s? Yeah. Yeah. Are you still having anxiety about having to write all twos for a while? I actually, I have written the 2020 a lot because, you know, like in my planner and taking notes and stuff and dates. And I, it is a satisfying number to me. Yeah. It, the 20 flows right into the 20. Right. And it's, it does. It's, it's easing the New Year's anxiety mm. on my end. Um, do you start your twos from the top? Yes. And do you, do you do your O's clockwise or counterclockwise? Counterclockwise. What do you do? Um, I do my O's clockwise. Ew. <laughs> and I used to get in trouble for it in school. Who would get mad at you for that? I don't know. Like when we were learning how to write and your teachers would like watch you write. Or like, uh, no, yeah. it was like I would be on the whiteboard writing something. And this was like in math. And my teacher would stop me and make me write like back, do everything backwards from what how I learned how to do it, I guess. Because mm-hmm. I start my S's from the bottom and I go bottom to top when I'm doing S's. You and apparently, do? Apparently that's wrong too. I don't need, I'm trying to do it right now and I like physically, <laughs> this is <laughs> what it looked like. <laughs> yeah. So like when I, cause like in cursive, when you're learning cursive, you like have to do O's counterclockwise cause they have like the tail at the top that connects it to the next, Yeah. you know? So that, that motion always felt weird to me. But when I'm writing manuscript, which is like, you know, always, it like flows better for me. It seems like to go start an S at the bottom because then you finish the S going to the right, which is the direction that you're writing. And then when you're writing an O and you do counterclockwise, then you're finishing and your hand is already going to so the right. So how do you write an A, like a lowercase a? counterclockwise and then I go straight down but it's the same like little motion yeah I don't know I've just (laughs) I've done those are like that's just a weird thing about me I guess how do you write your twos then do you start at the bottom no I start twos at the top because then when you finish the two you're going in the right you go into the right and so then how do you do your o from there I go up to the top and go counterclockwise (laughs) oh my gosh (laughs) I can't deal with you in this this is, this is not okay. Do you start your O from the bottom? No. I start my O like at the top and do, yeah. but when I'm writing a two, that's more natural than going like over a little bit more. I don't know, man. I just remember I used, I like on multiple occasions got in trouble in Yeah, because their teachers. Cause I was writing wrong. Yeah. Apparently. I, I feel like I stand with them now. I always said though, like, can you read it? <laughs> yes. What difference does it make to them how I wrote the letter? I just like, I don't, I don't know. I couldn't, I can't do that. You know, I just, I figured out what worked for me. 
And I think that was a more valuable skill than learning what worked for them. You are definitely right. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I mean, it's not like you're writing letters upside down or anything. Right. Like, yeah. Like you can read the word at the end of the day. Anyway, what are we talking yeah. about today? What, what, New what Year's were we resolutions. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. I think your New Year's resolution needs to be to write your S's normal. That's what why? makes me upset. Literally why though? It's just, it just makes me upset. Why? Because I don't understand how you're you never going to watch that. me write. I will now. I'll be there. You guys who are listening will have to let us know how you write your S's and yes. O's and your twos and fives, I guess. I'm gonna put a I'll put a poll up and we'll see mm. how people do it. Good call. Okay. So New Year's resolutions are being set. Yeah, it's a thing that people do. They are being declared all over the Facebook status and Twitter world. Do people still make Facebook statuses? The people I am friends with too. <laughs> okay. Um, and people are getting ready to transform their lives into the person they always wanted to be. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I know there's a lot of hot takes on New Year's resolutions. Mm-hmm. So I just thought we could go over how we feel and if we have some. And then at the end, we have some listener uh, resolutions that people have made. Great. Love it. So do you have any New Year's resolutions? Um, so I, I'm going to start by saying this. I am not a resolutions guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyone who listens to this show knows that I'm a big goals guy. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, those two things are different to me, even though like, I feel like in their essence, people that are making resolutions are more or less making goals, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like there's this weird connotation around resolutions where, um, they're like very gimmicky or like, mm-hmm. um, kind of vague things. Yeah, yeah. And to me, it seems like, like, I don't think there's anything wrong with setting a goal for yourself at the beginning of the year. Cause like, um, saying I want to accomplish this in the next year is a very valid thing, but I just feel like it needs to be specific and like tied to an outcome. Yeah. Um, so for me personally, I, I have a few goals for this next year. Um, do you, do you want me to say them? If if you would like, you will officially be held accountable, though. Oh. Like, we'll all know them then. Yeah. Um, so one of my goals this year is to gain five pounds of muscle. Um, one of them is to... Uh, this one is like I'm scared to admit or to say it because I don't... I, For some reason, I know it's going to be difficult for me. But it's to put in um, 150 hours at least of a certain practice technique for playing drums like I want to do very focused like time subdivision work since I can't I'm in an apartment right now so I can't really play drums like how I want to Mm -hmm. Um, and for a while I've been using that just as an excuse to be upset and to be frustrated Um, when in reality like I have my practice pad and I have this book that I've never actually worked through because it was always more fun to me for me just to play drums like Mm -hmm. to songs Um, so I want to like actually carve out time this year to get back to practicing fundamentals and, um, practice a lot of things that most drummers don't like spend a lot of time practicing. Yeah. Um, so instead of, you know, taking my situation and using it as an excuse, I'm trying to reframe that and use it as an opportunity, um, to focus on something else that I probably wouldn't focus on otherwise. Um, my original goal was to do 300 hours. A week? But then... 
No, over the course of a year. Oh, 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 so, oh okay. So that basically would have been practice an hour a day with 50 days of leeway. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I realized that practicing this one kind of subset of drumming for one full hour a day, um, I've done it before. And like, there are some days where I get in the groove and it feels really easy for me. Um, but it can be like a super grind to do a full hour of just that without breaking it up. Yeah. So I had to scale it back a little bit just to make sure that it's something that I would actually stick to. Yeah. So I cut it back to 150 hours, which is, would, would basically be, um, like half hour a day with Mm -hmm. some days where I don't do it or some leeway. Like if I can only get 15 minutes someday or whatever, but that way, like if I sit down and I don't get a full hour, like I do this thing with goals where if I mess it up one day, then I just quit. You're all so or I, nothing. Uh, yeah. So I have to make it from the beginning. I have to make it something that I know, like without sacrificing a whole lot of my life or my mental capacity, I can um, commit some time to this. So, yeah. Um, and I have some other ones, but those are kind of the main, uh, the two big ones for me. Yeah. 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 What are you, what are your goals for this year? My goals got set in July. So for, um, I love goals. I love resolutions and I will probably actually have a hot take on it because, um, I have like an issue with what's the new trend going around that it's like, don't set goals, don't set resolutions. And I've seen it multiple times in multiple places. And it's like this, like, I don't know the phrasing, but it's like, you don't need to set a goal. You don't need to change yourself. Like don't set a goal or, you know, something in the new year if you don't feel like it, which is true. Like don't set like a goal, like you're going to lose weight just because everybody else is. Right. Because then you won't keep it. But I feel like it's this new thing where it's like, you're always going to be the same person. So just like, don't even set yourself up for it. And it just like drives me nuts. Yeah. I feel like I'm always trying to improve. Um, so all of that to say my goals start in July because my business, that's my fiscal year ends in July. Yeah. Um, and so I just set new goals for myself when that started over. And that's when I set my goal for the Ironman. So they kind of all lined up right, right around the same time. So I don't have any like new ones for 2020. It's more like implementing things I'd already planned out. Right. Six months ago. Yeah. Um, so my goals, I guess, just for like, um, like the Ironman is like just really buckling down and fine tuning things, which is actually going to be very difficult for me because I have, you know, so many workouts that I have to get in a week. And if I'm like, oh, if I miss one, it's fine. If, right. I, if I have, you know, a little crazy night on Friday and don't go do my long stuff on Saturday it's fine but it's like I can't afford that anymore like I'm getting kind of into the like training season yeah so that'll be like a good stretch for me just mentally picking those things over like it's that it's just that decision between what feels good in the moment versus what's going to feel good later on I'm going to feel better about this Ironman in six months when I you know, put in the time and effort, not go party right. with my friends. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that's the value in setting a goal is you can prioritize certain things. And especially in your case where like the race is, you know, six or seven months from now, 
And in the grand scheme of life, like that's a relatively short amount of time to make yes. those sacrifices, you know, for you to, for seven months, even if it was for one full year to say like, no, I'm going to say no to these things so I can mm -hmm. prioritize this other thing that's important to me. Um, yeah, I think that's, I think that's valuable. And I think it's easier for people to stick to things when they know like this is time bound versus like the rest of my life inevitably, yeah. you know? Um, yeah, I think that's a good point. I think so. I am like, I feel like I could give a Ted talk about setting goals. Like I'm very, <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's for the last like decade, 10 years of my life. That's something that I've really learned and like kind of honed in on. I'm very, I kind of pride myself on like my ability to set a goal that's maybe very lofty and like break it down and make it mm -hmm. attainable and sustainable for myself. Mm -hmm. And like, I kind of relate it to like how you're very granular with like your meal prepping, like down to the like, yeah, I don't know, decimal of a gram. <laughs> oh, I'm very granular about everything, everything. that I do. That's, that's how just I am the way with, that my brain works. Yeah, I. that's not how my brain works like ever, <laughs> like at right. all. But for goals and like resolutions, that is exactly how my brain works because that's how I found that then it's like, achievable right and um so yeah I'm like I'm totally a resolutions person I'm totally a goals person and it gets me excited when people like have resolutions and maybe they you know have like 10 goals or something they want to set for the new year yeah and I'm like you can do all of that but like you need to be ready for what it's going to take then right and I think the thing with resolutions is people are like like you said they're super vague I want to be a better person I want to be more healthy I want to save up money and it's like right. okay you set three of those goals for yourself that are super vague and kind of overwhelming all yeah. three of them <laughs> right and you're gonna fail <laughs> right yeah I think when people set these goals that are just like this giant overarching sort of principle um like using I want to be healthier for instance like for me that would stress me out because there's so many different ways to do that. Mm -hmm. So I feel like for me in every decision I made in my life, that would be like, well, is this a healthy thing to do? Yeah. You know, whereas like if I said, you know, I want to work out more often, you know, that's like, yeah. it's just like breaking it down to something that you can chip away at. And like, you're not thinking about it with every decision you make of every day. Yeah. Um, but I, I really like output related goals. So, um, you like specifically define your end result first yes. and then you work back from there to kind of develop a plan and that yeah. sort of that becomes smaller goals in themselves but like yeah. if someone says I want to lose 20 pounds like that's a very specific output mm -hmm. and there's a lot of different ways to accomplish that goal so then you can backtrack and say like what are the things that I like and that work well for me like, I'm going to need to get my diet in check, but do I need to be running every day? No, I can lift weights, you know, mm -hmm. and all these different things. So, um, I don't know. It's easier, it's easier to track that way and to like, then, cause it always gets hard, right? Like if you say, I want to eat healthy and then, you know, a few weeks in you say, well, why am I even doing this? Because it doesn't bring me joy because yeah. it's not tied to anything. Yeah. But when you tie it to like, I have this goal of losing 20 pounds, um, for some reason to me, maybe not for everyone, but for to, but to me, that seems to like stick a little bit more when I can tie the effort that I'm putting in to a specific 
you know, um, result. Yeah. Well, it's like it, having a why. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Because, you know, it's going to, you are going to have like this newfound like motivation, which we talked about um, during our burnout during work, like with working out episode is mm-hmm. that motivation is fleeting. And yeah. so, you know, you're going to have all this motivation because everybody's going to be doing whatever their goal is, which mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what your goal is. Everybody's setting a goal. So you feel excited about it in January, February, right. people are going to fall off. Maybe you make it to March, but you're going to hit that point where you're like, this is not fun. Yeah. <laughs> like no matter what it is, there's going to be something, right. whether it's, um, you know, wanting to be more creative. Okay. Well, creativity is like motivation. It's never yeah. that it's not there all the time. And so you're going to have to force yourself to be creative. Yeah. Um, and so you're going to have to tie it back to like, why am I doing this? Right. Why do I want to lose 20 pounds? So even like going further than just like, right. Your, you know, goal is 20 pounds, but why do you want to lose 20 pounds? Is it a health reason? Is it right. because you're uncomfortable? And that's another thing too. People are it's so difficult because I feel like we're in this world where it's like fitness and then like self-love and they kind of aren't, they haven't found a way to like work with each other yet. Like, right. you know what I mean? People are like, Oh, I'm like going to the gym, blah, 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 blah. And then there is the complete opposite side where people are like, don't go to the gym. Like just learn to accept yourself. And there's not this like middle ground yet between those things. Yeah. I could do a whole episode on how that bothers me. (laughs) I just want to go on record right now and say that if you have a goal to go to the gym and to change the way you look, that doesn't necessarily mean that you don't love yourself. Right. Like I feel like people get guilted out of going to the gym and that, that bothers me because I feel like if you really love yourself, you'll want to take care of your body and your body needs activity. Your body and your brain need activity. Yeah. So like sitting around and just like telling people on the internet to love themselves is not super constructive uh, way to spend your time or your energy, but that's just, yeah. Yeah. But (laughs) like, it's the same thing. Like I'm a, I'm a firm believer in like what your body looks like doesn't always tell the truth about your health and well-being. No, no. Like physical health and well-being. No, no. And so like just moving your body is important. Like Jake said, so there's this whole thing now where it's like, don't set the goal to like lose weight. And it's just, I just like, it irritates me because then it's just like, we're getting to this point, like this place where we're kind of like, none of us want to improve. And there's just always something to improve on. Like, even if it's just, okay, I want to be better about checking in with my friends or, okay, I want to take 10 minutes to like have time for myself. Yeah. And then you work back from that, like, okay, how do I make that happen? Why is that important? And it's just going to, it just like sustain, it makes everything in your life better. I don't, my rant, my dark place is to say, set a goal for 2020. Yeah. <laughs> I started fogging over. <laughs> yeah, because it frustrates me. You weren't even me. speaking in sentences anymore. Because <laughs> it frustrates me so much because I don't think that like, I mean, clearly I would not be who I am if I wasn't always setting goals and getting better, but like, it's just so good for yourself to always want to challenge yourself. Oh yeah. No matter what it is. Yeah. How small or big. Yeah, I agree. And I think that, uh, (laughs) cut me off. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, I, I completely, I completely share your frustration because I, I've noticed this too, where, um, 
I've noticed this just like really in anything where people in the world will try to tell you what you should or shouldn't be doing with your time or with your resources or your efforts. And it just bothers me because they're not you. So right. like if something is important to you and there's something that you want to accomplish, even even just for the sake of saying that you accomplished it, like make that goal and do that. Do that right. thing. Like what does it matter what they say? They're people who spend their time on the internet or whatever telling other people what to do are idiots. They're, <laughs> yeah. they're idiots. Like they're, they have no better way to spend their time than to be picking on other people really. So like I've set goals for myself to lose like 10 pounds just because I wanted to feel like I accomplished something. Like there are stagnant points in my life where, you know, work is really slow or I, I don't have a whole lot of stuff going on. And I, I've always been the kind of person that needs to be working on something. Yeah. And so I'll just say like, okay, I'm, you know, I'm getting a little bit soft in, in my opinion. So <laughs> I'm just going to lose 10 pounds. I'm going to try to lose 10 pounds because it's not an easy thing to do. And I like, it helps me gain momentum and velocity in other areas of my life to be yeah. checking off boxes and seeing progress on things that I'm working on. Yeah. So even if you set a goal just for the sake of like wanting to accomplish something, that is a good enough reason to set a goal, in my yeah. opinion. Like, yeah. it, it will inspire you to, like I said, it'll give you, like, momentum and a, a trajectory in other areas of your life, I think. Because yes. you'll be, like, developing a mindset of, like, getting stuff done or, yeah. like, achieving something. And I think, like, just testing yourself as an achiever is worth is worth so much more than whatever the outcome of your actual goal is, in my opinion. Because it'll yeah. take you further in life. Gives you that like forward momentum. Right. Absolutely. And I think a lot of people, a lot of people will see you working on something that they're, they're themselves afraid of trying, mm -hmm. you know, because like setting out on, on the journey of losing weight, like no matter what the, no matter what the number of pounds is, is not easy. And a no. lot of people will never even attempt it in their life because it takes sacrifice and it takes, yeah. like we were talking about before, like prioritizing a certain mindset over, um, you know, eating that slice of pizza or whatever. Yeah. And a lot of people get uncomfortable by that. And so they'll, they'll try to talk you out of it. And, you know, oh, yeah. a goal is a personal thing. So, um, you know, just shut people out, I guess. I'm starting <laughs> to gloss over it too, because you and I are very similar in, in the way of like setting goals for our lives. And I think we've both kind of been that way our whole life of like, mm -hmm. I don't like how this is going. So how can I change it? Or like, what do I want to achieve? And how do I yeah. make that happen? So. I think that's like, it's just so like, I like New Year's resolutions because it is the beginning of the year and it gets people like reevaluating the, like their lives. Like right. it helps people think like, am I where I'm at? How do I want to get to where I'm going? And right. it really frustrates me when people are in like, this is kind of like, I don't want, I'm going to say this, but I don't mean it how it's going to sound, but like people are in situations <laughs> in their lives where they feel stuck. Yeah. And I heard this quote where it's like, you are not stuck. You are not a tree. You can move. So yeah. like the beginning of the year is a great time to just reevaluate those things that you can control. And I'm not talking about situations in your life that you can't control and that mm -hmm. are forced upon you at all. I'm talking about things like right. you happen to gain 20 pounds this year and you kind of are feeling a little uncomfortable with yourself. You can change right. that. You're in a job that you might not be happy with. You can change that. Absolutely. You know, things like this are like, wow, my debt's kind of piling up. You can change that. You can start saving money. You can start making payments, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Um, and I've always just been that way. I've always been that type of person where it's like, if 
my life or my business or my fitness goals don't look like how I want them to, I am 100% able to shift that to start looking how I am, like how I want my life to look. Because that's another thing. If you set a resolution to lose 100 pounds, that's going to take you maybe longer than a year. So like be ready to buckle in yeah for a longer haul than if you're right. I mean unless you're setting a goal that's like I don't want to snooze for 30 days okay then don't <laughs> snooze for yeah. 30 days congratulations now live the rest of your year right snoozing <laughs> like, right <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I suppose think, yeah. like we could move into since we've sort of touched on it do you uh do you do the smart goals thing or do you have some moniker yeah. for goal setting steps yeah, um, I've heard of it. Do you want to explain what it is since you brought it up? Yeah, well, so SMART goals is, um, well, SMART is an acronym. And I feel like most people learn this like in high school at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's basically an acronym for setting goals. The S stands for specific. The M stands for measurable. The A stands for attainable. The R stands for relative. And the T stands for time bound, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and it sounds like, when people tell me like these acronyms for achieving things, it like bothers me for some reason because it's just, <laughs> it's so corny and it seems like really like self-help bookie. Um, yeah. But to me, this one actually makes a lot of sense because as we've both sort of alluded to, um, if you're setting goals that aren't, aren't at least specific and um, attainable, then um, you're just not going to stick to them. Yeah. It's going to be really easy to talk yourself out of the effort that it takes. Um, but I really like the measurable, um, piece of this, which is why all of my goals like have some sort of number attached to them, mm-hmm. um, because it's just really easy to gauge your progress that way. And, uh, when you see your progress start to grow to me, it's motivating to keep going. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to find this quote about the smart goals. Uh, it like pretty much changed like I've always been a person that's about the smart goals or like wording of it because um when I was in oh I lost my place when I was in uh college I I was like really overwhelmed I changed my major I had transferred colleges and I was really overwhelmed with like kind of the process in front of me too which is funny because I didn't even end up doing what I was (laughs) (laughs) so stressed out about but um I was talking to one of my mom's friends and she was like, how do you eat an elephant? And I was like, that's the weirdest thing I've ever heard. (laughs) And she's like one bite at a time. And that's just always stuck with me because it's pretty much that same like smart thing set in place. Um, It's, you know, that's when I pretty much, I mean, she didn't tell me how to do it, but that's how I just got got specific. I tried to make it like measurable. And so, you know, like how did I make, you know, going to school, you know, how do you make things measurable? Okay. I need to get these grades. I need to do these classes. Right. Attainable. And then like relevant and time bound, all of those things are factored into your goal. And like, obviously for school, it was a little bit easier, but like doing an Ironman, like that's going to be much different. Like I have to take this huge goal of running or doing an Ironman make it time bound, make it relevant, attainable, measurable, specific, and break it all the way down. Right. Um, yeah, I for sure do that. And I mean, do we, I could even go into how specific I get. Um, if you want me to. Sure. 
I'm having a hard time finding this quote, but basically it was like in matters of like, um, of earthly goals, basically be smart, be specific. And it goes through that. And then matters of the kingdom, like dream big and like grand Mm. and like all of these things and then pair them together because Mm -hmm. you can do both those things. And I'll try and find it and post it either on our Instagram or um, in our show notes. But so for example, with the Iron Man, um, when I decided I wanted to do it, I was like, I had to be, so that word relevant, I had to be realistic is like another one that I like to use for the R. Yeah, I think that's that's what I prefer to use. But yeah. that's sort of similar to attainable, but yeah. Um, yeah. But for me, realistically, I had to look at like who I was. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm not an endurance athlete. I never was an endurance athlete. So like I had to be realistic. Like I knew I could do, like I knew if I followed the steps to do it, I would be able to do it. But that's where that time bound came in. Okay. Well, I'm not going to do this in six weeks. I'm not going to do this (laughs) in six months. (laughs) Right. So like setting a goal for myself a year in advance, when people heard that people were like, Oh, well you've got time. And I'm like, not really, not (laughs) really (laughs) because I am coming from zero. Right. (laughs) And so that's kind of why I chose it so far in advance because I knew who I was and I knew that I was going to need to be realistic about that. I was going to have to learn new skills. I was going to have to learn a new way of living, training, just the whole gambit. Right. Once I did that, then it was attainable and measurable for me. Once I was able to like set all of those in place, I was able to go then, okay, monthly. Okay. So this is going to be like a long winded drawn out story. Mm-hmm. But basically I did it in three phases because I knew I was coming from zero. So I did um, like three months of training of just learning how to be an endurance athlete, mm-hmm. upping my intensity and stuff like that. So I wasn't hitting anywhere near the distances I needed. Then I entered into a phase of Ironman training and then January will come of like Ironman training. Right. <laughs> Well, you you had to build up to like, if you would have started just like actual Ironman triathlon style training, you would have died. Like, yes, you know, mentally even. Right. So you you had to build some foundation of endurance training before you could embark on like whatever the training plan is. Because you, you also had to learn the skills of like, you're not a swimmer. Like most people know how to run, but like swimming, um, I don't know. Like oh my gosh, for yeah. that purpose is a completely different thing than just like splashing around in the pool. Yes. And also cycling, like you have to build up some uh, butt blisters. Oh, yes. <laughs> to get used to cycling. And so if you would have, yeah, you would have completely burned out. I'm, yeah. I'm really glad that you, that you did it that way because I think it'll, it'll make the actual like Ironman specific training that you're about to do a lot more palatable. Yeah. Like that's something when I first started. I was kind of really stressed out because I was like, oh my gosh, I only have a year. And then there's everyone else being like, you have a whole year. I'm like, but right. I know what I'm like trying to do. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, and so I was like really stressed out in these first three months because I'm like, I was running like two, three miles. I was biking like seven. I was mm-hmm. swimming like 400 yards. Like mm-hmm. I was like not putting any, like for somebody like me, that was a lot. And I felt right. it, my body felt it. And I get to the end of my three months and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so far away from where I need to be. But my goal was that by the end of those three months, I would be able to do week one of Ironman training 
and that mm. would be my base. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So it's not like I would be starting week one of Ironman training and die running six miles. Right. It would be like kind of a little effort on my part, but it was like attainable. There's right. that word again. Yep. <laughs> and so then as I was able to keep building, that's when I was like kind of starting to challenge myself and hit those bigger mile markers. Right. Um, but yeah, like I for sure would have, I mean, I hit a point where I did burn out a little bit during December and I got very sick and mm. my body told me you have to rest, mm-hmm. <laughs> but which is fine because now I'm entering into training again, being rested and right. now I can have kind of a newfound smart goals on what I'm doing now. Right. So that was Wait. really long winded. I am. I I love goals. So like yeah. literally I could give a whole like conference talk on them because especially going through the Ironman training, I learned so much about setting goals mm-hmm. and taking something so big. Like it's just when I tell people I'm doing it, people literally just stare at me. They're like, ha ha. Yeah. And I'm like, right. ha ha. Yeah. I am though. <laughs> like, right. I'm not kidding. Right. And some people do the up and down. Look at me like you, like you're doing it. And I'm like, I know, isn't it weird? Yeah. But like you take something so big as, so for those who don't know, like I'm only doing a half, which in total, I will be doing 70.3 miles of split between swimming, biking, running. Mm -hmm. And it'll take me about, my goal is six to seven hours. My cutoff time is like eight and a half. Mm -hmm. Um, Taking something like that and then breaking it down into weekly. Like what do I, what can I do today that makes me 1% better towards that goal? Right. What can I do this week that will set me up for next week to make me better for that goal? And when you do that, it doesn't feel so overwhelming because I'm just focused on today. I'm just focused on this one swim. And it's hard because you could be like, well, I could skip it and I'll be fine. But it's like... (laughs) That's a very (laughs) dangerous... That's a slippery slope. Yes, it is very difficult. That's a dangerous uh, mentality to start cultivating because... It, yeah, it's like you'll become complacent everywhere. Yeah, in your life. or you won't like you won't um, appreciate that workout that you're doing that day, right? Because even if it's just um, a two mile run, say you're a runner. <laughs> For me, right. I'm still like oh, two miles. Yeah, a two mile run. It might not be the best run you've ever had, or you might not PR, but you might learn something different. Like you might mentally go through a different process. Like yeah, you'll still learn stuff towards that goal. And so there's like smaller goals that people sent into us, like one of them stop snoozing my alarm. Okay, well, mm-hmm. what's going to happen when it's Tuesday, it's cold, it's dark. And you're like, what? Well, I can just snooze it once. I can just right. snooze it once. Okay, well, there you go. You're yeah. done. Yeah. Cut me off. Where's the hook? Pull me off the stage. <laughs> I was just going with it. I was like, Kick my soapbox out from underneath me. Um, yeah. I was going to ask... Um, what do you think about, it seems like there are some goals that are, that lend themselves more to focusing on the little victories, mm-hmm. but there are some other goals that lend themselves more to focusing on like the big steps, you know, and not being super granular. Do you have like, what would you say well, so as an example? For me, um, I don't know. It's, it's hard for me to think about because in, in terms of like when people say I want to, you know, be better at saving money. Mm-hmm. Or be better at, you know, I want to pay off my debt or whatever. Um, I don't really believe in the the mentality of like, well, that means I can't go buy a cup of coffee today. Oh, you know, yeah. to me, t- 
to me, those are like the little, the little wins, right? But yeah. a big win would be like, okay, I'm going to set up a savings account and automate like every paycheck I'm putting X percent of that paycheck into my savings account. Mm-hmm. That's like, it's taking care of itself. Um, so I don't know. I probably just like confused everyone and derailed our conversation, but I, <laughs> I think you moral of the story is you have to kind of break down, um, your goal and figure out which steps are actually worth the effort and which yeah. steps are just developing like a false sense of progress, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, so I feel like I'm going to talk about the Iron Man a lot or I have already, but that's obviously like what my goal is for myself. And, mm-hmm. um, so what I did to kind of help me feel like I had small wins along the way was after at the end of every four weeks, I was treating myself to something. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if this is answering your question or not, but it helped me like stay motivated but mm-hmm. also treat myself a little bit. So like, obviously I'm saving money. I'm like choosing different like activities that I'm allowed to do or not allowed, but like, you know, sacrificing and mm-hmm. things like that. So at the end of every four weeks, it's like, Ooh, okay, cool. I get to like, I yeah. got CBD oil for myself or like, I'm, I can't remember what the, or like, I'm going to get a manicure or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so that it helps keep that momentum going. I don't know. Is that answering your question or? Yeah, sure. Or is it more? <laughs> it was. I mean, it was a dumb question. It was just oh. a thought that I had. Um, I don't know this 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 sense like this idea of false senses of product or progress and productivity is something that I think about a lot. It's like you know the person who stays extra time at work, but they're not doing anything, but they feel good about oh. themselves because they were there two hours after everyone else was there. You know? Oh yeah. Well, I mean, I definitely like have. I can see how that could happen with someone who's like, my goal is to work out more. And that's all they say. They don't say my goal is to work out three times a week for an hour. That would be a goal that you would be able to achieve. Right. If you say my goal is to work out more. Okay. What's that mean? So you're going to go to the gym, you're going to putz around and then you're going to be there for an hour Mm -hmm. and you're going to leave. Right. Technically, you did what you said you were going to do, but you right. weren't productive. You didn't accomplish anything. <laughs> right. So then was it worth the time or energy that you spent exactly. doing Exactly. <clears throat> yes. Yeah. That's, yeah, that is, <laughs> yeah. So that's where it's like setting those very specific back to that, like smart is important because then you know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And um, so my husband, he is setting his goal. His goal was to work out more. Mm-hmm. But he kind of didn't really it, know what he, <laughs> he didn't know what he meant by it. Yeah. He knew he like needed something like he needed a why. He didn't know why he was. And if he doesn't have a why, he won't do anything. Right. Like at all. Yeah. So I'm like, well, may, well you know, maybe you get because he plays like rec soccer. I'm like, well, maybe it's for you to not like feel like you're going to die every day mm-hmm. or every week at soccer. He's like, no, that's not good enough. Mm-hmm. I'm like, OK. So he just like wanted to be healthy, like he's always been very lean his whole life and you know, mm-hmm. he's getting into his thirties now where that's not going to maintain to <laughs> not be gonna the, keep up with him. Yeah, yeah. His diet of cereal that he likes to eat yeah. doesn't feel good. And so he sat down and he did a lot of research. He planned out every week for the year of what his workouts were going to be, Dang. what he was going to do, what movements he was going to do. And then he went through and planned out every week for his meal plan. 
for 52 weeks. What a guy. <laughs> and that's how he is. He's super analytical. So if he's yeah. going to do something, he's like, Jake, he's, he's like, I'm all in or I'm not doing it at all. Yeah. Yep. And he listened to our podcast about meal prepping and he's like, that's what I need. I just need to eat first sustenance and that's it. My man. <laughs> so, so he sat down and he planned it all out. And so then, you know, he spent all this time planning out his, his, you know, goal or whatever. So he is now committed or like he's sunk time in. Right. Um, And it's more now than just, I want to work out more or I want to be healthy. And blah, blah, blah. it's like very right. much now specific and relevant and Good. measurable. Tied to something that matters to him in his life, yeah. which is not feeling like crap all the time which is a good enough goal you just yeah. need it to be specific for yourself so that right. you know when you've achieved it otherwise you kind of just be like Meh. yeah yeah I think like um the power of words is is like surprisingly strong mm -hmm. in the way of like you know you can set a goal and then you can listen to us say like it needs to be tied to a why and you could be like okay but the goal is still the same but I really do feel like it helps you stay rooted and stay committed. Like even, yeah. even if at the end of the day, what you're doing is all the same. Like if there's a bigger overarching principle, um, I don't know. It seems like it sticks better. Definitely. So, But sometimes it still is just going to take you <laughs> grinding. Yeah. I mean, it's always <laughs> going to be effort. Really. Oh, yeah. It, like if it's a goal that's worth doing or something that's like, you know, I feel like it's pointless to set goals that are just like really easy to do. Like, yeah, you know, I don't think that you really grow through doing that. So if it's a goal that's actually going to cause growth in your life, like, um, there's going to be uncomfortable. There's some significant inertia involved with like changing the way that you, you know, like a body in motion stays in motion. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so like, it's the same with like the momentum of your life. And if you're going to change the course of your life or the change, you know, your habits, um, there's a lot of growing pains that go into yeah. that, but I think it needs to be done. Yeah. Yeah. I think we, I mean, I could keep going, but I yeah. think people are very tired of hearing Probably. me speak. Should we, uh, <laughs> hopefully we didn't like just uh, trash all the resolutions that people sent in, but should we go through <laughs> some of these and, and see what people said? Yes. Um, so I put up on our uh on both of our Instagram accounts are relatively relatable and the blank slate uh, Instagram and ask people what their uh, resolutions were. And we got some doubles. So sweet. I kind of, you know, merged them all together. So the first one was budget in all caps. In all caps. I see that. <laughs> so I don't know if that means set a budget or stick to the budget. Right. <laughs> or learn what a budget is. Yeah. But uh, that was a big one was staying in your budget. Yeah. Should we give our like knee jerk reactions to these? Yes. I, I just have some advice on some of these. So I feel like I do it. I give should, it. Uh, give it. Um, for the budgeting one, this is a thing that I think about a lot, um, especially, you know, in my vast 18 months of being financially independent. Um, <laughs> I've learned some lessons here. So I like when I first started my job, I had this feeling of like overwhelming guilt every time I bought anything that like. Mm -hmm wasn't me just like saving for a house or saving, mm -hmm. you know, adding, doing, doing extra payments to my debt or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I just want to say that like, there is literally no real objective truth when it comes to like how you should be prioritizing your money. Um, I think we grow up learning these narratives about money, um, that we've seen from like our parents or that we hear from, you know, people that we look up to. 
And I think you really need to figure out what works for you. Um, Mm -hmm. Like if you, I don't think it does anyone any good to be like stockpiling all this money, but then also hating their life because they can't enjoy anything. You know, like if you want to go buy a latte today, go buy a latte. Like, yeah. um, So there are some, like I've been reading this book called I Will Teach You to Be Rich by Mm -hmm. Ramit Sadie. Um, We can link it in the show notes, Mm -hmm. but it's not like super revolutionary, but the way that he like views setting your budget and prioritizing your money um, really like seems really intuitive and mentally freeing to me. So I would recommend um, like if, if financial stuff is, is one of your goals, just like a blanket statement um, I would recommend um, like taking in information from multiple sources, because I think like our parents have one very specific viewpoint and I think Dave Ramsey has another very specific viewpoint. <laughs> and I think um, they're, they all have merit. So like, I don't want to sit and just like trash on, there are things that Dave Ramsey says that I don't agree with, but there are also yeah. things that he says that I do agree with. So yeah, um, it's kind of just like anything else. I think you should um, do some research and figure out like the best strategy for you. Yeah. That's something for like our budget um, that we decided that like, you have to make it work for yourself, like you said. So I am always going and getting coffee with people. I work for myself, so I like to go to a coffee shop and work. So we we budget that in. because Coffee budget, yeah. Coffee budget. And like some people can do that and some people can't do that. And some people choose and choose not to. But like then I don't have to feel guilty yeah. going to get coffee or that I'm getting coffee with a friend or right. you know, whatever it is. Yeah. 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 Um, Another tool that I would recommend, and I've, I think I've mentioned this before on this podcast, is mm-hmm. uh, the Mint app. Yeah. Um, so it's super, it's super nice. Like you can use it on your computer or you can use it on your phone and they link together. It's great. And you can link all of your accounts to it. So it'll track all of your cash yeah. flow. Like it knows when things are, you know, if you're getting paid, it knows that that's income. And when you're spending, it knows that's outcome. And um like within reasonable accuracy, you can see what all your trends are and it tells you where you're spending your money and you can set up all your budgets and categorize things. And yeah, um, it's, it's really good. Like if you don't like sitting in spreadsheets all the time and like, you don't know how to use spreadsheets in like an easy way. Um, I, something like that, like that I use mint. Um, I basically check it every day, mm-hmm. like for no real reason other than just to see like, because What's I like, I like how everything's laid out. There's a nice pie chart and how you're spending your money. And yeah. So I would recommend doing that. It keeps track of all of your debts and all of your yeah. investments and all that stuff. So, yeah. I've actually heard that some of our listeners started using it because you recommended it. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. I get, <laughs> I get uh, no referral bonuses and it's free. Uh, it's a hundred percent free. So I just, I just like the tool. So. Yeah. All right, next one is stop saying I should and start saying I'm going to. I should do that. Uh, (laughs) This is one um, me and my roommate actually are trying to do more of because there's so many things like even just around the house, like, ugh, I should fix the curtain rod. Yeah. And then six months later, the curtain rod is not fixed. Mm -hmm. Something about saying I'm going to do it, like, just makes me more motivated to like actually do it. Right kind of goes back to the power of words. Yeah. So, and yeah. mentality probably. I hear you. Um, the next one is go vegetarian. Interesting. Um, yeah, I think. This is one, I, I'm going to cut you off. Okay. This is one okay. that I would be sure to set a why for. Like, yeah. I don't think, um, you know, I'm probably going to start a fight by saying this, but 
I think people need to be careful about thinking that being vegetarian is inherently healthier than a non-vegetarian mm-hmm. diet. Um, it's not always the case. So just figure out what your reason for that is and make sure that you understand it and stick to it because um, people will attack you for this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like I Unless don't, I don't think it's, I don't think it's warranted, but everyone has their opinions on vegetarianism and veganism and whatever. And um, I just think like if you have a good reasoning for it, um, then it's great. And um, you should figure out a way to make that work for your life. But um, I don't know that it's necessarily the healthiest option. Like if you think it's just inherently healthier, I don't know if that's the case. Yeah. Um, because there are like, um, there are ways, like you can be a vegetarian and still gain like 300 pounds, you know? Mm-hmm. Like you can, you can eat beans that have a lot of carbs in them. And, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. Anyway. Or you could be a vegan and be a bodybuilder. You can. Yeah. I so, also, so I knew a couple, I know a few vegans and, you know, everyone has sort of like their own spin on, you know, vegetarianism or veganism in a way that helps them adhere to it, which I think is by far the best way to do it. Yeah. Um, but I, like, I, I knew this guy who was like a diehard vegan, but because he was claiming that it's so much healthier than eating meat and all this stuff. But then like 90% of his meals were, um, Taco Bell oh, because like no. you can get a tort, you can get a tortilla with beans on it and it's technically vegan, but it's still like really bad for you. Yeah. <laughs> so like he claimed of being super healthy, but the dude just like looked greasy all the time and Ugh. yeah, just don't be that guy. <laughs> I think, I think, you know, whatever, whatever food or whatever diet, um, trend, I hate saying the word trend. Uh, what am I trying to say? Whatever eating strategy works best for you and makes you feel good. I think that's what you need to do. So like, yeah. I don't think there's one standout better than the other, but just understand yeah. your whys for, for it. And if the reason you're going vegetarian or vegan, 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 vegan is for ethical reasons, then yeah, totally it doesn't valid. really matter what yeah. We say about being healthy. Cause. Totally valid. Just make sure you're getting protein from somewhere. Yes. That's the takeaway that I guess I'm trying to make. Yeah. <laughs> you still yeah. need protein. I actually um, cut out meat for like a week or two just because I could tell that like I eat chicken like all the time and yeah. I could tell my body was kind of building up a tolerance against it, which does way? happen. Well, just like, you know, if you're not getting enough variety in your diet. I was just starting to feel like sick thinking about it. I was oh, like yeah. starting to feel like, like I had to convince just like, it was just like, I could tell my body felt sick from yeah. eating the same thing all the time. And so I switched to making, um, it wasn't like vegan. It was like vegetarian options, mostly like getting a lot of beans and yeah, um, other sources of protein. And I, my body felt so great. Like yeah. I could tell that's what it needed. Just like a nice reset. Right. So, but I did have to eat significantly more mm-hmm. and I had to be a hundred percent like mindful, like how much protein am I getting? Cause right. it would have been just very easy to eat like peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and feel like trash. So, yeah, <laughs> which I don't know if that's vegetarian. Is uh, it? I think peanut butter is, I don't think there's animal products there's... in peanut butter. Okay. No. Cool. But there's a lot of fat in it, so. Yes, there is. (laughs) You can eat a lot of peanut butter and actually still get super fat. Oh my gosh, it's so sad. Yeah, it's a bummer. Um, So the next one is, the question was, what is your New Year's resolution? And this one said to go at least 20 minutes before breaking it. All right. So I hope you listen to our podcast and set set smart goals. Yep. Yes. 
Um, don't hit snooze on my alarm more than once every morning. I like how this one says more than once. So they're still, they're still <laughs> yeah. like, let's be real with who I am. Like I'm yeah. going to hit it at least once. Yeah. Realistic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's one that I should probably take also. Um, I've, I always make the mistake of like being overzealous in how early I'm actually going to wake up. So yeah. then my, you know, my alarm set for, and this is going to embarrass me because I know a lot of people actually wake up at six or six 30, but that's when my alarm is set for, and that's way too early for me. So I, I end up spending an hour like snoozing my alarm five times, you know, for the yeah. 10 minute snooze. Whereas if I just set my alarm for seven o'clock, I could mm -hmm. sleep that hour and then I would wake mm -hmm. up in a better mood. So mm -hmm. um, maybe one way to do this is actually figure out what time you actually need to wake up and then yes. uh, you won't need to snooze your alarm. But yes, um, yeah, the, I, I snooze my alarm way too much too. So I feel this one. Yeah. Um, I eventually came to terms with who I was. I had my, because if anybody works for themselves, they know how incredibly difficult it is to make yourself get up mm -hmm. at like 630 to go to work mm -hmm. when your work is like your couch. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I would set my alarm at like 630 and I'd snooze it for two and a half hours until I got up yep. at 830, <laughs> which is when my natural body clock woke me up and I felt mm -hmm. great. And I finally just decided... If anybody else worked at home like I did, they would not be getting up at six in the right. morning. Yeah. So I stopped feeling guilty about it and I get up at eight or eight thirty when I naturally wake up. Yeah. I think um, you know, there's this there's this strange like if you're not being a super morning person, people like you feel guilty for it, but it just yes. is not everyone's thing. No, you know? it's like, not you, my thing. I used to wake up at um I don't know, ridiculously early to go to the gym and I'd try to get yeah. to the gym by like five thirty. Because, yes. you know, I felt good about myself saying that like, oh, I'm awake when no one else is and I'm getting all this stuff done when I'm no one else is. Out. But yeah. then by like, you know, noon, Two. I was yeah. dead. So <laughs> yeah. that wasn't super helpful for my, you know, the job that I have where I have to be pretty, pretty on all day. So yeah, um, I just, you know, started working out over lunch and it works great. For yeah. Me, so everybody's body is different in like how you function better. And I even heard there's like genetic tests that can tell you if you're better in functioning in the morning or in the evening, Yeah. which you don't need to do that because you already know you're mm -hmm. just feeling guilty about it. Stop it. <laughs> yeah. And just don't get up that early unless you like have to for right. your child or your job. Right. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> no one is better than anyone else here. I'm talking to myself <laughs> when oh, my I, husband goes to work and I I'm like, you, oh, <laughs> go back yeah. to bed. Yeah. Um, okay. Next one again, be better at saving money back to our yeah. uh, budget one, add a doable strengthening routine to their work or their like routine already. Strength training. Yeah. Cool. Um, I, the one thing I would say for that is just don't overwhelm yourself because oh, yeah, for sure. you'll start with like, you know, you'll start your week and you'll be like, okay, I'm going to do 15 different movements. Mm -hmm. And then you'll get to the next day and you'll be like, 12 today and then yeah. soon enough you're not doing it so just start with like three and then build don't start with a lot and take away yeah and i would say if you're just getting into strength training um don't feel like you have to go six days a week like i think yeah. for beginners like a three day a week program is ideal um, yeah definitely you know i think because there there is a lot of adjustments that your body has to make when you start strength training like you're going to be sore and you really need to recover um, like I, I train six days a week, but that's because I've been doing it for years and I've yeah. you know, more or less built up that, 
So, um, yeah, just, uh, don't feel like you have to be an expert at it right away. Yeah. Um, next one is get better at drawing. Same. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Same. Draw every day. Um, and then the last one is learn a programming language. Mm, what a rabbit hole. What I... a rabbit hole conversation that would be for me. <laughs> <laughs> I have nothing to contribute to that conversation. This is another one that I think the why is super important because uh, you can waste a lot of time by learning obsolete programming languages. Just, I, just so yeah. you, just so you oh, personally okay. know. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> like I would say, like if you want to build an app or something, um, I would try to figure out which language you specifically need for that app because if you're going from zero. Um, I don't know that you necessarily need to like learn the languages in the order that they were invented. I think mm. there's some merit to just like learning whatever you need to know to accomplish whatever you want to accomplish. Mm -hmm. So like some languages are super complex and there is a bit of a, a learning progression, but a lot of them, I feel like you can just start which with, with whichever one you specifically need. And then, I don't know, the logic sort of like can float between them is just learning the syntax and everything that's specific to the language so yes hashtag nerd <laughs> <laughs> i i've never like fully learned one i've learned a few just like for the sake of projects that i had to do but that's why i recommend just learning what you need to learn because i took an entire class on an obsolete language that i've never used before so oh yeah i just know how to make my myspace background pretty cool <laughs> yeah that's all i learned yeah <laughs> That's funny. Um, yeah. So those are all of our listener questions. All if good you guys goals. Have all great goals. All great goals. If you guys have any more, uh, send us a DM. Let us know. I want to see how you guys are doing. Or if you take year. any issue with the advice that we gave, yeah, give us that us. too, because, you know, it's an open dialogue yeah. between Sarah and I, but we'd like to, you know, <laughs> include you guys however we can as well. Because I know you're screaming at the car radio. Yeah, I'm just really, I'm just really through. nervous that I offended someone by saying something about being vegetarian. So, it's fine. I, di I didn't say anything mean. I don't no. think. No, you're okay. 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 It's okay, Jake. Okay, thank you. <laughs> so every week, Jake and I do a go-to, um, something that we recommend. So, Jake, what is your go-to this week? Yeah. So my go-to this week comes from the Christmas gifts that I received this year. Um, I want to shout out Target and Old Navy Activewear. Ooh, um, sponsor us. Because uh, I was really sleeping on some of these brands for getting like workout clothes, I think. Mm -hmm. um, I get super overwhelmed when I have to buy workout gear because I think that like a lot of stuff that you buy from like Nike is you're just paying for the check mark and it's like a terrible quality shirt um, or mm -hmm. whatever. Um, and I also feel like this is a personal opinion, but a lot of those brands are catered just to women's wear. Like my girlfriend gets super dope stuff from Nike and everything that I yeah. find there is like stuff that I would maybe have worn in middle school. Like, like super baggy, yeah. like basketball shorts and like, yeah. it's just not the style anymore or what <laughs> yeah. I'm looking for. Um, so I've always been super disappointed with the main or like the common brands, but then other brands are super expensive and as much as I enjoy working out, um, I don't enjoy bankrupting myself. This goes back to prioritizing and budgeting. I don't enjoy <laughs> bankrupting myself on outfits that I will only wear in the gym, uh, in front of yeah. people that I don't care about. So, yeah. um, uh, my mom and my sister very thoughtfully got me some workout clothes <laughs> from Target and Old Navy. And I have to say, I'm very impressed. 
yeah. um, comfortable. They fit pretty well. Um, I had to, I normally wear larges and things, but I had to get mediums in those brands just because of the measurements are a little bit large. They run a little bit big, but um, yeah, it's great so far. I'm guessing nice that thing. I might have to replace them more frequently, but they're super affordable. Like yeah. the shirts at Target, they're on sale right now, but they're like $9. Yeah. Which like I could get five shirts for the price of one at some other brand. Yeah. The nice thing about Old Navy is that they have um, height. So you can, if mm. you're, especially if you're ordering online, you can get the exact same shirt, but you can pick or get leggings or tall. whatever. Yes. And yeah. so my roommate, Ashley, always has to get her leggings or most of the time in tall. Mm-hmm. And I don't have to because I am not as tall as she is. Yeah. But we can get the exact same pair and they'll fit great so yeah. that's just always nice because sometimes for me i mean i don't i rarely ever have to shop in the tall section but for like jeans and stuff i hate when they are like too short right to go up to your talls right and yeah a bit better yeah that's an issue that i have a lot actually especially with shirts like i'll buy shirts um i have to buy you know a large to fit my length or whatever but then the rest of the shirt is like huge on me yeah. Right. So then if I buy medium is too short or whatever. So like I have this whole, I could do a whole rant on clothes shopping and how it's, I, I really kind of want you to like, <laughs> why it's just funny. Oh yeah, we should. I mean, it's not funny, but like I need people to see what my text look like from you. Yeah. Here's the thing. <laughs> I feel like people make this, they, there's this misconception about like if you work out a lot and you have like a certain body style, that it should be super easy for you to look good in clothes because, yeah. you know, you more or less look good or whatever. Yeah. But it's actually more difficult, in my opinion, because, <laughs> like, I have relatively big arms and a, like, pretty built-up chest. But then to buy shirts that fit that part of my body, like, I have to have a gut of a man who's been drinking beer all day every day for, like, 30 <laughs> years to, like, fill out the shirt. And I hate when thing, yeah. when I feel like I'm swimming in clothes and stuff, so... Um, it's just, it's not all, all as easy as it seems it is. So I know some people have it more difficult than me and I'm a diva, but, uh, you know, I just, I like everything to be just so, so clothes is hard for me. That's all yes. until we do the episode on it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> all that to say Target and Old Jake's Navy, rants. they're doing good things with their active wear. So far I'm impressed. Um, check it out if you're in the, in the need for some, um, budget friendly gym clothes. There you go. All right. What's yours? Um, mine is Italian Christmas cookies. Mm, yummy. My um, my mom made them for Christmas this year, and I think I ate the entire tin myself. Yeah, I don't think I got they, one. Oh, they're <laughs> so good. Uh, I ate my last one. I had been saving them, mm-hmm. stretching them out. And they're just like, I can't even put into words how good they are. And I asked my mom for the recipe because I'm going to make more because mm. I'm really depressed that they're Even gone. Even though it's not Christmas? Yeah, I'm just going to call them Italian holiday cookies okay. or any, wedding cookies. Any day is a holiday when you're Italian. Yeah. yeah. And they, oh my gosh, my mouth is like watering thinking about them. Mm-hmm. So that was my go-to this week was all of the sweets that I allowed myself before I buckle into training. There you go. One last hurrah. One last hurrah. So 
All right, guys. Well, I think that is going to do it for this episode of Relatively Relatable. Be sure to subscribe, nice, (laughs) rate, and write a review of our show if you haven't already. And to stay connected with us, you can find us on Instagram at Relatively Relatable Pod. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.